Welcome back to the Figured Out Podcast. I'm Natasha. And I'm Emma Erickson. <laughs> Whoa, we got a full last name I here. was thinking last time we recorded, I was like, we never say last names. Is it weird to say last names? And I was like, I'll just try it out next time. And I, not until I was saying, and I'm Emma, did I remember that I was like, just throw your last name on, see if it flows. But it immediately didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it flowed better than if I had tried that. Like, Well, yeah, but that's just the nature of your I last know. name. <laughs> you guys, I... For those of you who don't know, my last name's Chernyovsky. And so anytime I have to introduce myself, I feel like I've said like a whole speech. It's like, hello, my name is Natasha Chernyovsky. It's just like, it's so much work, so mm-hmm. many syllables. Anyways, so. Yeah. Well, you don't typically say your last name when introducing yourself, but it, it was so funny. This I've been working a lot of golf events lately for work. And I always kind of, well, when they come up to the hole, I'm like, hi, guys, my name is Emma, and I work with this company. But, like, for some reason, one time, I was like, hi, guys, my name is Emma Erickson. And, I like, I paused because I was like, this where did that like, come from? This isn't my cadence. Like, I'm off-syllable, like, cadence now. It was just, like, weird. And so that, yeah. all that together was like, I'm going to try this next time we podcast. And here we are. Yeah. Huh. And it wasn't natural because we had to comment on it. <laughs> we had a whole conversation, but mm-hmm. no, I, well, I used to for work actually have to introduce mm-hmm. myself a lot and you just use your last name. I guess when I was like lobbying, it was like, mm-hmm. hello, my name is Natasha Chernyovsky and like this is my, you know, and I mm-hmm. would testify I'm representing this organization and it just was always, I don't know, it just takes so much to just mm-hmm. say those words. Yeah. But anyways, last names are interesting. Right. And you don't, typically aren't like you don't remember someone's first name so much less their last name no i know Mm -hmm. do you think having an easier last name though helps you in leadership roles because i think if people can remember your last name or remember like remember your name in general Mm -hmm. but if it's like oh hi and then like you're you know miss erickson like then you have like a better chance of being a leader or an easier job in leading otherwise people are like mr and then they like you know stop talking right like President Chernyovsky doesn't roll off the tongue as well as President Erickson. Exactly, exactly. I, first off, I'm going back. You're trying to bring us to our today's topic. I'm going back a little bit. We're just going to beep, beep, beep. Like, I just feel like ma- like leaders like always have such easy names. Bush. But yeah. Biden. Trump. Like, they're easy. And I yeah. know, like, someone might go back and, like, bring up some hard president last name. But, like, Jackson. Lincoln, Washington, <laughs> Nixon, like I know Adams. <laughs> I don't know. They're all pretty easy for sure. I mean, even like Putin, like Russian last name, but like the easiest one you could possibly have. Honestly, I don't know. It's just like if you have a position of leadership, I feel like you have to be able to have a name that people can remember and say quickly and mm-hmm. easily. I wonder if there's ever been someone that has a complicated last name, but it's been changed for like the ease of the public knowing their name and saying their name. Didn't Trump change his last name? I have no clue. I'm pretty sure before he went, I, I shouldn't say this. I'm not sure for, I'm not 100% sure. I almost I'm not sure for sure, but why would I say that? <laughs> for real, um, for real. Yeah. <laughs> but I think maybe before he went into business, he changed his last name. I mean, he's got a very like, yeah, like easy last name. It's also like Trump, like, you know, like it's, it's like a, I don't know. With business, it just kind of sounds cool to mm-hmm. have that type of last name, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And actors do that. Actors do do that. Speaking of which, Emma has a really fun fact about last names and actors. Then we should go into the podcast. Oh, but- <laughs> yes, yes. I was like, what's my fun fact? But it is actually very fun. Taylor Lautner's name is actually Taylor Lautner. And he just like didn't correct it early on in his career. 
kind of. I heard this on a different podcast, so it's not like I found these details out. I called him up and asked. <laughs> um, but I just thought that's so interesting. It's actually Taylor Lautner, but like we just w- went with Lautner, and it was kind of like wildfire. Like once it caught on, it caught on, and he didn't really like ever feel like really correcting anyone and also like 11 year old shark boy wasn't going to be like correcting all these news outlets so it just kind of stuck as lautner not lautner that's crazy also most people in my like immediate circle have heard me say that fun fact because i do think it's a very fun fact i think that's super interesting Mm -hmm. like we all know him as taylor lautner but Mm -hmm. it's just because someone mispronounced it yeah anyways um (laughs) i don't know if if last names really play a role in leadership but Today we are talking about leadership and just like looking at different aspects of life that you may have the opportunity to lead in. Mm-hmm. And this might not like all of these if different areas might not apply to you, but there's so many opportunities to lead. And yeah. I think it's important to recognize like what does it take to be a leader in these different ways mm-hmm. and how can you kind of step into leadership um, even if it's not like, oh, here you're the president. You know, like you're right. you're not elected to that. Some positions like you earn that. But yeah. Um, right. We've yeah. got we've got like six different areas of leadership and like none of them are like president. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they're pretty applicable. Granted, they might not apply to everyone, but we're not going to be able to do a full dive into like workplace leadership or college leadership or all those all of our topics. But just an overview of different areas you can lead the struggles, the opportunities in which there are and just some some of that in our experiences within those. Um, and some of them are like established positions of leadership, like a title, like the president of the United States. Not in our examples today, but, (laughs) and some of them are just more like leadership gained through doing things, responsibility, character, relationships, and all of that. And some, yeah, so some are established, some are not, but all areas I just think like the day-to-day person can have. Yeah, I think regardless of like who you are and what circles you run in, Mm -hmm. you probably could be a leader in one of these, these areas. So. And we're going to start off kind of, maybe, maybe this isn't you, maybe you're in it right now, but college, because that is a. And, like, I mean, high school, too. Like, there are just positions already set aside for leadership. And I think this is an area where you and I really dove into leadership. Um, And for, like, the I guess not the first time. Like, I was a captain in high school sports. And, like, that's leadership. But, like, really, like, taking on opportunities to lead, there's such a plethora of ways to do that while in college. Yeah. This is something that we've always been very passionate about. Honestly, when we first started like recording things back in college, like one of the things we talk a lot about when we had our radio show was on the importance of student leadership. Mm -hmm. And so Emma, you served in Res Life and then I was in student government and both of us like did that for our junior and senior year of college. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it was such an incredible thing to be a part of, but also I think it made like the college experience so much more impactful. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I think we'll just talk to like the importance of of being in student leadership in college yeah and i think like we're it was fun like it was also very fun so we're not going to diminish that but it was also a lot of responsibility for like students um a lot of work it was it was extra on top of already having classes and commitments and things you wanted to be a part of um but there was also a lot of responsibility and ours were separate. Like I did res life where I was an RA. So in charge of a hall for a year and then an ARD, which was kind of in charge of a section for a year with support and help from RAs and the AR or the ARD. Wow. All the, all the acronyms today, but, um, a lot of work, but it was also really rewarding and same for you. Mm-hmm. I think one thing though, that was really interesting to realize more so in hindsight, honestly, is like you people just knew us Mm -hmm. like there were so many students and especially so my senior year I was student body vice president and so that involved like um at the very beginning like we went on stage and and there was a lot of 
I don't know, students just knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And there was one moment where I introduced myself to a, a girl who was a friend of a friend, right? And she was like, oh, yeah, I know who you are. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I have never met you before, and you know my mm-hmm. name. And she's like, yeah, you're you know in student government, and, you're, and I think she knew who you were as well. And it was just something where it's really important to recognize, and I don't think I mm-hmm. really fully grasped that when I was in school. Um, a lot of it was after school of people right. – post-college I reconnect with and they're like oh yeah you were vice president mm-hmm. right I'm like oh yes exactly. I was I well I feel like when I when people ask like well who are your roommates or stuff like that or who do you do the podcast with I reference you and the Northwestern crew all knows you they're like oh yeah she was student body vice president wasn't she um or like recently not recently a year ago at church someone like came up to me and was like hey were you on res life like were you, I think you were an ARD like there, like in hindsight, yeah, people have recognized us, which like maybe we should have realized more in that opportunity of like, there are eyes on you, and mm-hmm. like not that they were like eyes on you of like what are they gonna do because like, they're it, but just like you know who you are, so therefore you're able to like s- associate their character with their name. Yeah, that was something that I think I really felt in classes, honestly, mm-hmm. of just like hey. I want to be a good student, not only out of respect for my professors and because, like, I have, like, I wanted to do well in class, but, <laughs> like, there was a certain level of, like, students, like, my classmates know who I am beyond just sitting next to them. Like, they are associating me with being, um, with being vice president and whether that was, you know, during campaigning when we were, you know, um, yeah, trying to, trying to get elected or, like, immediately <laughs> after and then serving. I don't know. I think that was something where it was, like, okay, like, I'm not just sitting in a class today. Right. Like, for beyond just, you know, getting to class on time, I'm going to show up on time type of thing. And <laughs> Hard honestly, for you, that right? was harder for me. So that was a good motivator. But then like, yeah, in conversations with friends or in activities, like mm-hmm. being someone that was always kind of on display, like you you were. And so keeping that in mind is important. Yeah. I really felt that when like we were just hanging out in like the student common area, like people knew who we were. And like, when I was hanging out with a loud crew playing this big game in the whole student common area, it was like, okay, you have to represent yourself well. Cause like you're in, in a way, like I wasn't in charge, but like if something were to happen, I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. And so just like that, you just gotta be cautious about how you carry yourself. And so that's just something to think about in any area of leadership, not just the college one, but there's just something to think about while you're in college. And I will say before I move on, it's good training for the future, yeah. for future jobs, future opportunities. Like that's leadership. That's, gonna carry on into other aspects of life a hundred percent also student leadership in college is a great way to network I mean Mm -hmm. you get to interact with staff and faculty in ways you don't as a normal student Mm -hmm. and I think that's a really important thing that um yeah it's just a unique opportunity and so as far as like serving in this area leading in this area like our advice would be full like fully invest in that and Mm -hmm. um, look for opportunities of leadership on college campuses but then keep in mind that people are paying attention to how um, you're carrying yourself and in what you're doing and so yeah Yeah. I think you said well be cautious in how you carry yourself Mm -hmm. right and that translates or correlates feeds into words tonight (laughs) feeds into kind of the next area that we want to talk about in leadership and that's workplace leadership and there's different ways that can even be perceived as like leading by like responsibility and role and job title like there are leaders in in workplaces like that is like the ceo is the ultimate leader but there's like manager positions and people that are in charge of people that those are leaders and we honestly don't have a whole lot of experience in that no we don't (laughs) we don't and so that is a spot that like you are given the role of leadership like that is your job like 
like Natasha's job might be to facilitate discussion at Summit, that's someone's job is to facilitate being a leader. Yeah. But there's another way of doing that, but just like leading by example and how you carry yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where it's applicable to everyone. Like Mm -hmm. you are called to be a leader in your job. And so like ways to do that is remembering that even if you're at the bottom of the totem pole, like you still have the opportunity to lead Mm -hmm. by example of, you know, not being someone that that gossips, being someone that resolves conflict Mm -hmm. easily, um, being someone that is, um, you know, shows up on time to meetings, is prepared for things, Mm -hmm. um, does their work excellently. Like all of those things are ways to lead at work. That's just Mm -hmm. amongst your your fellow coworkers, even Mm -hmm. if you're not managing people exactly i think like if a co-worker is showing up on time is they're super hard working they're showing integrity and kindness and a lot of effort into a project that makes me want to do that too yes and they've led me to be a better employee and to do better work because i've seen them doing that they're leading by example and like it doesn't take a supervisor to to facilitate that a co-worker would do that too a hundred percent i think also like keeping in mind that even at work, like people are watching you as well. You know, mm-hmm. your superiors are watching you, your other, you know, coworkers are. And if you're someone that's looking to to gain a higher position in a company or in an organization, like leading by example is the way you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Because not only are people looking for someone that's skilled in what they do, but they're looking for someone with integrity and someone that can lead even when they don't have that title. Mm-hmm. And so be someone that cultivates that, that, um, that character before you're in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, and that honestly might propel you to that position. Right. And it's not going to come without probably like frustration or um, extra work. Yeah. Like we have a safety committee at my, at my company and people needed to be on it and I'm on it and people needed to run the safety expo and awkward silence in me don't mix. So I, I helped lead <laughs> it. And like that was noticed, like that was recognized mm-hmm. and like, it's not a big thing. It didn't change the, the direction of which our company was going. But, like, I was able to lead in that small thing, even though that's not my role. But, like, that was appreciated and, like, our company needed someone to do that. Yeah, exactly. I think that is a really important thing to keep in mind of, like, leadership does require extra work. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you're like, oh, I can have the benefits of, like, being a leader and being regarded in that way and looked up to in that way and not put in the work, like, that's just not going to equate. Mm-hmm. And so in any in any um, form of leadership, like, remember that that's going to require work. That's not yeah. something that can just happen without you putting in extra time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, like, we'll just pause and say whatever category we're looking in, like, leadership isn't always glamorous. Like, no. I thinking about like some of the things that like leaders have to do like it's harder and you're held to a higher standard and it's a lot more work typically and you can't just always do what you want to do and a a big thing we'll get into is like leadership requires lots of service service is a lot of Mm self-sacrificing and so that's in your workplace too it's sacrificing maybe a relationship with a coworker because you're holding yourself to a higher standard that you're hoping to lead by example in yeah a hundred percent i think too like leadership in a workplace as well like looks like you doing the parts of your job that you don't like Mm -hmm. and I think any job and we kind of talked about this um a couple weeks ago when we did like you know how to enjoy your job right like no job is perfect no job is just completely like oh everything I do I love to do it's all Mm -hmm. my strengths all of that right and I remember when I was always summit like there was the responsibility of of having conversations with students when they weren't following the rules or when they weren't, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just being respectful of, of our faculty or of the campus. And that was something that, like, I very much at the beginning was like, I don't know how to do that well because mm-hmm. I don't like having to call people out like that. But recognizing that, like, the chance, like, 
the knowing how to address those issues and then also like being someone that could confront people and could have those conversations Mm -hmm. like really allowed for a lot of um even deeper conversations with students and Mm -hmm. so I don't know like that was a part of my job that was like I just don't want to do this yeah but then like pressing into that and and doing it well Mm -hmm. allowed for an even better I mean work experience but also for the students to have a better experience at Summit exactly yeah sometimes like being a leader means, yeah, doing things you don't want to. I, this is kind of going back to college, but as, like, an RA in res life, you have to enforce something like fizz hours. Mm-hmm. And, like, that means sometimes, like, you have to enforce things that maybe you don't agree with or you don't 100% back, but, like, I was hired to do that. Yeah. I think, honestly, like, this la- that last point really transitions into the next area of leadership, mm-hmm. which is amongst friends. Because I think that's where, like, the self-integrity is mm-hmm. so important. That's, like, kind of the basis for leadership. Because, yeah. like you said, it's not like you have a position in your friendship <laughs> where it's like, oh, you're the leader. You know, like, right. I mean, sometimes friendships are built off of, like, similar, like, things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think for the most part, it's like, okay, we, we all, like, share this community together. But there are things that need to happen. Like, mm-hmm. there's people that, that – um, initiative that needs to happen. And so to be someone that does that, to mm-hmm. step up into, um, yeah, initiating conversations, initiating activities, like, mm-hmm. all of that is the leadership. Yeah. But then also someone that has good character and leads people well mm-hmm. in those areas. Right. I think leadership amongst friends is huge. and You don't often think of it as, like, a, a leadership – area like it doesn't seem like it naturally fits into the section but I think it really does but I think like a healthy friend group if we're talking friend groups has areas where you're leading and areas where you're following and like there are amongst in the same group of people there are times when I feel like a leader and there are also times where I feel like a follower and it's like with the same group of people Mm -hmm. but it's different different based on what what we're doing or what's being talked about what's what's happening well, honestly, I feel like that happens in our friendship. If it's, mm-hmm. you know, not having a large group, but just like there's give and take where it's like, oh, in this area, like you're very much the one that's leading in other areas. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of my thing. I don't know. It's just like it. that's a healthy friendship, I think. Mm-hmm. I think like, yeah, like to use our crew as an example, like people step into leadership in the areas that they're knowledgeable about, they're passionate about. And like you invite people into that. And so we've got people that plan weekly pickleball who are passionate about pickleball and they lead in that. People who are passionate about spike ball and like plan that. And then like people who are passionate about sports and like plan to do a fantasy thing and invite us into that. And like every one of those areas has a different kind of crew of leaders mm-hmm. and people lead within our friend group in different ways. And like we have game nights and like you're in charge of leading a game night for one week and then you get to follow and be just a participant the next week. And I think that's really a great part about our friend group is that there's no leader. Yeah. Everyone like takes a turn. And I think like that just makes it so much healthier. Yeah. And honestly, like the cool thing about it is it, I think, broadens like what we do. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay, so we've mentioned this before in the podcast, but you and I are both running the Ragnar, which is that huge race from from St. Paul, Minnesota up to Duluth, Minnesota. And we aren't runners. Like this has never been something that we wanted to Mm -hmm. do. Yet we have a friend that is so passionate about like doing this type of Mm -hmm. thing. And she organized a group of 12 people to, first of all, be be convinced to run. Um, But then is like organizing all the logistics for Mm -hmm. this. And she does a great job with it. I don't do any of that. I have like people tell me like, this is what you're doing. This is like what, you know, the, the, um, you know, when you need to sign up for mm-hmm. stuff, all of that. And like my responsibility is just to train for it. Mm-hmm. And our friend takes care of all the other logistics. Yeah. And that's an incredible thing. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't have ever run this be- on my own. 
But I get to do it because of her. And she's doing an amazing, like, she, she would be the first to admit that she does not lead in many other areas in this friend group. It's not like she's the one, like, organizing things. But she's doing it for the, like, she's found mm-hmm. something that she wants to invite people into. She kills it. She does an amazing job. And she would be the first to admit that it's hard amongst friends. Like, she told me that the other day. Where it's like, it's hard because these are also my friends. And I have to navigate that relationship. But also, like, I'm in charge. Everyone's relying on me to make sure we're ready. And that we're not in over our heads. And that they're informed. And I have to do this for my friends. Like, so it's hard. Yeah. Like, going back to like leadership is not, and I think amongst friends, it might seem glamorous of like, oh, all eyes are on you. But like, it's not. It's a lot easier to be us right now, even mm-hmm. though we do have to run and we're not runners. <laughs> but it's a lot easier for us than her because she's in charge. Yeah. No, very much so. And I also think like that last point that you said too about like glamorous and, and just um, something to keep in mind, especially when you lead socially and amongst friends is Oftentimes people can associate like the those type of individuals who are like at the forefront of activities as like I, I think like people that are maybe more popular or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's like very much a high school term. Yeah, right? I was thinking that too. But I think like to it's really important to remember like never lead for status. Like you're mm-hmm. leading for community. And so your goal with that isn't to have eyes on you and people to be like, hey, mm-hmm. way to go in organizing this event. Like, sure, that should be because it's so well organized that that's their their thoughts about it. But it's not for the sake of getting that praise. Mm-hmm. Really, it's for the sake of like, hey, how can I invite people into something that I enjoy, that I'm knowledgeable about, that I can like facilitate? And how can I help people have a good experience in mm-hmm. that as a community? Right. And I think like that's where it's like, it's not about me. And yeah. so- I think it's kind of a, a battle sometimes because, like, sh- sure, we love playing spike ball, but sometimes that means, like, you're not playing spike ball. That means, like, we sit out probably more than most people mm-hmm. at spike ball because, like, we're in charge of it. Yeah. I don't know. We want people to come and mm-hmm. play, and, like, we can take the sidelines with that. Yeah. And that's something that, like, going into it has always been a perspective where it's like, all right, like, I'm here to facilitate people having mm-hmm. time together. Yeah. And we're going to do it around this common interest, mm-hmm. but, like, my goal is for greater community. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, with that, too, like, you know, remembering that, yeah, that is the the goal of creating deeper community, like looking for people that are on the outside, people that maybe aren't as immediately connected, mm-hmm. people that didn't come with their friend to this event. So now yeah. like they're they're looking mm-hmm. for um, for someone to be um, to, to talk with them. Yeah. And um, and also someone that's like available for deeper conversation, mm-hmm. someone that presses people to think, you know, um, about things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like just that you're you're seeking to bring people into mm-hmm. into community. Here's where I'll throw in my favorite quote, second favorite quote, but be approachable by approaching. Yeah. It's just like that, that is leadership, I think, is the ability to walk up to someone and invite them in versus if you're expecting them to do it, then they have to lead in that. And a great, great way to lead is to not force others to do it themselves Mm -hmm. and to just welcome people in. And this, like, we've been talking a lot about like a friend group, but like you can lead in a friendship that same way. And you that doesn't mean you're going to be stuck as the leader of the friend, the friendship the whole time. But like, I think approaching someone, asking them to just tell you about their, themselves and sit down with them or invite them to do something like that is the, a great way to just lead in a relationship and get to know someone and just welcome them in. Yeah, 100 percent. I think something to remember, too, is like we always like to have like an expanding community, right? Mm-hmm. Like our friend group isn't something that we want to have via click. And so like there's the the responsibility then to to bring people into that, to make people feel really welcomed and to not just like go to things for the sake of just like having fun, I guess, mm-hmm. and being filled up yourself. Like if you're someone that wants to lead in your friend group, then that means like sacrificially making it a better experience for other people than for yourself. Mm-hmm. 
so I don't know. That was kind of the end of that thought. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> gotcha. No, I think that's that's a great, great way to end that is it's sacrificial. It's not like glamorous and fun. It's like a responsibility. And one thing I think is so cool is when you see someone that was like brought into something, start doing that in return. Yeah. yeah. And like just to see like the fruits of leadership and other people become leaders in that is so cool. That's kind of a separate thought, but just like something to add in there. No, it's so mm-hmm. true. One other thing, though, that is a really hard dynamic with friendships and, like, leadership mm-hmm. is sometimes that means you're the person that's, like, calling other people out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like, when I think of this, like, we've written it down as, like, stand up for what's right, even if it's not cool. And that seems like such a high school age mm-hmm. thing. But that still progresses into the rest of life. Yeah. Of, like, making sure that you're someone that is standing up for, you know, like, the right things. That, that mm-hmm. you're holding your friends accountable. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, that's not a fun thing to do. No, especially to your peers. Like it's easy to do. Yeah. It's easier. Not saying it's easy. It's easier to do that to people you work with that you don't really like need to foster a whole like deep relationship with. It's easier to do that to someone you sit by in class that you're not going to probably see around campus again. But when it's your friends and your friends is friends, like that's more difficult. But that doesn't mean it's not worth it. Yeah. So um, with that, okay, the next area is relationships and like just leading in both dating and family and yeah emma do you want to kick us off with that yeah and i think like we this is hot takes episode coming at you but like this has been a theme throughout our whole duration of hosting this podcast is like this is our take of like this is an opportunity for men to lead Mm -hmm. yeah and like what does that actually look like i think number one it's leading by example and that's why i think ladies for all of you that are like looking for relationship advice, you're like, oh, finally got a little bit in this podcast. No, but like what I would say is like someone who's servant hearted is such an important trait in your future spouse mm-hmm. because leading by example looks like leading by serving. Like mm-hmm. that's just a reality. And we'll talk a little bit about that further down of uh, just a really good example of it. But I think also, so not only are you leading by example, but you're leading with respect. Mm-hmm. And like, that's something that like leadership grows over time. It's not like you immediately enter into a dating relationship and now there's like, <laughs> this this um like elevated status that one person has to make decisions right Mm -hmm. but there is a reality of like as we grow together as a couple like we're going to begin having more of a a leadership um understanding right and like Mm -hmm. that that's earned and i'm going to trust you to make decisions um an example of this that comes to mind is like Justin and I, so before I I um, started my new job, I was toying with the idea of maybe investing in a coffee shop. It's been like a lifelong dream and it was something where it's like, maybe this is the time to do it, right? Coming back from Summit, this could be potential. And I had a conversation with Justin and he just like kind of paused and I was like, I just don't know if like, and we like talked about, he has a lot of hesitations, right? And I was like, you know what? I wouldn't want to do this if he wasn't 100% on board. And like, sure, Justin's an incredibly supportive person. And mm-hmm. like, we would have probably figured something out. But like, I wanted him to be like, hey, this has like, like, I see this as being a good idea. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of like a good check to be like, not now. Anyways, but like, that's something that you grow into of mm-hmm. like, learning to trust someone and also earning their their respect and their right. trust as a person leading. Exactly. Another thing is especially for like the ladies listening out there that are like, yeah, I want someone to lead. You like a big tip is like you have to then let them. Yeah. <laughs> Which easier is, said than done. Was, it sounds so like simple. I'm I like, know. Duh. But of course, like, yeah, easier said than done. And like, again, that as Natasha was just saying, like you that, that grows. Like it's not like immediately like, all right, lead me. Like, <laughs> you know, like lead me blindly. So that's just something to think of whether you're a guy or a girl, like different, different t- uh, tip for, for both those sides. But 
um, just to bring it back, like men are called to eventually leave their families. And so this is a time to practice this now. Um, and it's not always glamorous. Well, and also like leading leading a family leading a spouse is like requires sacrifice like that's Mm -hmm. really what it is and you were saying like you had someone from church that just did this well Mm -hmm. but like it wasn't like oh I'm making decisions and so now I I don't know it wasn't yeah anything where it was like this is for myself and I have the easy Mm -hmm. way out right now no it's a lot of responsibility he was like I need to lead I need to provide and like got a non-glamorous job like apart from his typical job because like he needed to continue to provide for his family and they needed an extra source of income and like I was just blown away by like okay like that's so good of like I'm going to provide and like lead in that way and this is what I've signed up to do and it's not it wasn't like oh look at me I'm the leader and like it wasn't a great thing. It, I mean, he lost out on time with his family, time with... Well, free time. Yeah, like free time. Yeah. He lost out up. on free time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, okay, th- that part of the relationship has been very much focused on, like, how do you lead within a relationship? But then I think the next question is, like, how do you lead as a relationship? And, like, one thing that I think is important to do is to uh, keep in mind, like, what type of example are you setting as a couple? And, it, you know, amongst friends, um, towards your kids, towards your peers um, in, in the workplace, whatever that might be, of, like, to mm-hmm. be someone that other people can look up to and be like, oh, they set a good example of mm-hmm. what it means to date or be married. Like, that is a level of leadership that you're doing together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think something just to keep in mind is to make sure you're involved in community. Like, be someone that that makes time for other people. Mm-hmm. Be two people that make time for other people. Um, and then also, like, be above reproach. Like, let your conduct just be something that other people can't, like, you know, yeah, tear you down for or, or speculate on mm-hmm. in any way that you're setting a really good example for others to follow. Mm-hmm. You don't need to, like, be on this pedestal to know that, like, you're leading. Like, Natasha and Justin, like, it's like they're setting an example for how to date well. And like, I have a very, very <laughs> upfront close seat to that. Like, and I'm like, I'm seeing that and watching that. And like, you wouldn't think like, oh, you guys are leading me in this, but like you're setting an example. And like, that's an, that's like what we were saying earlier, like leading is often just leading by example. Yeah, exactly. I think something else to keep in mind, a couple more points is like, you know, when you're in a relationship with someone is to take responsibility. Like that's a level of leadership that just, you know, is important. And then also communicate well. Um, be someone that removes confusion, whether that's at the start of a relationship, during a relationship, and like make sure that you're somebody that really um yeah, leads the other person well in mm-hmm. in integrity and in um kindness and clarity yeah. to them. Leading, like when you think of the example, follow the leader or like here, let me lead you to the right store at the mall like that's someone that's walking in front of you Mm -hmm. and so I think like what a practical looking or a practical view of leadership is is someone that's maybe getting there before you and like guiding you through that and so that means like that doesn't mean like you're blazing the trail in 10 feet in front of someone but you're right there with them like paving the way yeah and like bringing them along yeah I think that was a really good analogy and explanation Okay, so this next area is very much, like, not related to our other ones, but mm-hmm. um, Emma and I are both Christians, and so we're both a part of churches, and I think, like, something that's really important to be leading in is a church that you're a part of. Um, right. And so, with that, Emma, where do you stand on women as pastors? <laughs> well, let me tell you, Natasha. Actually, fun fact, everyone, Natasha and I have about two and a half hours of unreleased, never-to-be-released content <laughs> that was just, like, we started as a podcast. actually the topic was how to ask someone out yeah and it just transitioned into like just like let's talk about our lives and then we just talked about women in leadership and should women be pastors and like went on this whole role like it went two and a half hours that we just started talking but never stopped recording 
Anyways, we talked about this, but we're not going to release that. And this is not a theological discussion we're talking about here. We can get coffee and talk about this if you guys want. But more, we're just talking about how can someone, regardless of if they're a woman or not, regardless, like lead in the church. And just like you're, just like we were saying earlier, you don't have to be a CEO to lead in your workplace. You don't have to be the pastor of a church to lead and take on different roles within a church. Yeah. The church is a body. It's made mm-hmm. up of the believers that are attending there, that are meeting there regularly. Like, so mm-hmm. what does it look like to be a part of that congregation, recognizing that to do that well, like you should be leading. Mm-hmm. And um, I think like with that, like you're not a consumer. You're not just coming to church mm-hmm. on Sunday and listening to someone talk to you and, you know, singing songs that someone else is playing. Like there's very much like we are called to be a part of this mm-hmm. congregation. So how do we do that well? I think it's just a question to keep in mind. Well, when I became a member of my church, it wasn't like, hi, welcome. Like you are now this like attendee that's going to consume. It's like, no, now you're a part of this church. And it was a level of responsibility of like, now you are in charge of helping serve and you are in charge of welcoming people in the way this church welcomed you in. And so like, where are the gaps that you can fill? Like that was one of the questions they asked me of like, how do you plan to serve? Mm-hmm. Where where are your strengths and how are you going to better the body of like this church, but also like the body of Christ? Um, and so like, I mean, that doesn't have to be like, I am like the worship leader or I'm like filling in in every area. It's just like, I'm parting up going going early and shoveling snow when it's winter or like making meals or helping plan something or just bringing people together. Or like, w- again, when I was, um, talking about becoming a member, I, I talked about how like welcoming this church was. And like one of the elders pointed out to me, like, now that's your job. Hmm. Like you don't need to be welcomed in anymore. You need to welcome people in the same way we welcomed you in. And yeah. like, just like filling in those gaps and serving and just being a part of something is, is a, is the way to lead. And that doesn't matter. Like, there, that's not a theological thing. Like that's just like something we're called to do as a members of the church body. Exactly. And uh, there are so many different ways to lead in a church mm-hmm. because that's like everything from, from watching kids so that parents can have a break or, um, or, you know, doing maintenance around the building or mm-hmm. showing up on a weekday to clean. Um, also though, like being someone that facilitates a small group, opening mm-hmm. up your home to allow people into like, there's so many opportunities to lead. And I think one of our roommates does this so incredibly well. Um, and j- just in a conversation I had with her where she was like, you know, I, I look at my church and it's like, sure, there are other places that maybe have programs that are doing more and programs that I could be a part of. And, and she was like, but that's not a reason to leave my church. Mm-hmm. What I need to do is be the one that facilitates that here. Mm-hmm. And I think like there's so many times where people become disgruntled with churches because they're like, oh, it's not doing this. It's not doing that. Mm-hmm. We don't have this type of ministry. And it's like, hey, why don't you be the one that does right. that? Like, like you, partner you've identified with a, a need. Yeah. Now do it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, maybe you have a church where it's like easy to find a ministry to plug into. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't. And maybe that's a sign that you should like look around be like, all right, like, let me be mm-hmm. in charge of, of setting up, you know, uh, the, like, playing an all church ministry right now. Like, <laughs> what, what does that? a church do? <laughs> what are ways to serve? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but like, maybe you're the one that's like, all right, I'm going to identify ministries in our, our city that are mm-hmm. looking for volunteers and yeah. start organizing that. Like, mm-hmm. there's just so many practical ways um, to be a leader. And I think mm-hmm. that, especially in the church, um, a lack of leadership can be, or lack of like those type of activity. I, I don't like the word activities, but ways of service um, are reasons people leave. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that should be the, the reason. Right. Like that's an opportunity to serve mm-hmm. and to lead. So. Exactly. And one last thing on serving within the church is I think there's a lot, I, I'll be the first to admit it as like a young adult, like 
I'm not equipped. I'm not ready to serve yet. And like, that's something that's so easy to be like, oh, when I have my own home and like when I have my own family, then I can invite people in and like, it's going to be more welcoming. But like the, the people who lead my small group have like really like, they probably don't even realize it. Show me like, you don't need that of like, okay, do you want to host next week? And I'm like, well, like we live far away and our house isn't like ready for kids. And like, we aren't the ones like the, the easiest to pick on or to choose to host. But like, I've still like offered that opportunity and like not like expected it but like why would you not do this just like we are Mm -hmm. and just remind it's been a good reminder to me of like there's it's not like you're unequipped like there's there's always an area that you can step into and like don't let those excuses just lead you to not do that yeah honestly like that's a really good point of leadership overall too that we haven't really talked about of like leading also involves identifying leadership in other people Mm -hmm. and like calling other people to lead and like giving them opportunities to do that Mm -hmm. um and that goes through all of the other areas that we've talked about but Mm -hmm. um yeah for sure um lastly as this podcast is getting a little longer we're gonna just blanket statement everything else (laughs) (laughs) and just say like the last place to lead your society is society in your sphere like the last 200 people that you came in contact with like that's probably not just unless you're listening sunday morning like that's not just your church or just your workplace like that's like a group as a whole so that that's everyone else that's the people you stand next to at the store that's the people that like are seeing what you put on social media and and everywhere in between. Yeah. And I think like with that, when um, a couple of things to keep in mind is to be someone that doesn't just complain about the way things are like, especially Mm -hmm. looking at like society. Don't be someone that's just like, oh, everything's wrong. And so therefore I'll just keep complaining. Like, no, be someone that looks for solutions that's involved Mm -hmm. in that. And that could be as simple as uh, not as simple, but like someone like taking the time to vote. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't. And I think like that's something that you should keep in mind of like you can't complain about how things are politically mm-hmm. if you don't even vote. Yeah. Um, but also like volunteering, like finding needs in your community and serving in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really important and easy way, I, I think, because it's like easy in the sense that it's already provided. Like mm-hmm. there's opportunity for you to help right. make your community better. Right. And I think like combining that with like what we were just talking about, like if you're seeing these needs and you're complaining about them, like directly, like that can go right back into volunteering, fixing the problem or making steps to to identify, educate and like put put your put your hand into that problem and work on that too. Yeah, exactly. I think another thing that is really important in leading in society is to be someone that's educated. Mm-hmm. Like do your diligence in researching well. Um, and especially if you're someone that posts things on social media, yeah. I don't know, or like quickly shares things. Oh, like take the time to make sure sources are verified mm-hmm. that what you're putting out there is accurate and true and you're not mm-hmm. misleading people unintentionally. Yeah. I think we all underestimate the uh, leadership level we have on social media because everyone that follows you, everyone that looks at your content, like you're you're influencing in some way or another. Like you don't need to be like an influencer to be an influencer, like cheesy as it is. But like there are people like that post things that have less followers than me that I'm like, oh, interesting. And like mm-hmm. am like reading and diving into. And trust me, there are people that I like look up to on social media that don't even know who I am. Yeah. That's a good way. That's mm-hmm. a good point. I think also like don't be someone that just reads headlines. And I'm so guilty of this. Oh, Emma and I sometimes be like, yeah, did you see this? And then like we'll say a headline and it's like, yes, what happened? And we're like, oh, like, I didn't read the article. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm such a headline <laughs> reader. But I think it's really important to make sure that if this is something that you're going to, you know, tell to somebody else mm-hmm. or believe, like do your research in that to be educated so exactly. that you are leading people well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, know your source. Like, I come back home from, like, a weekend at home with my parents, and I'm like, so this is true, this happened, this happened, and I'm like, my mom said. (laughs) But, like, yeah, like, 
you have to you have to trust the source that you're getting your information from too because like otherwise sometimes people are like why and i'm like i don't know you'd have to ask my mom yeah exactly mm -hmm. um i think the final thing about leadership in this area is um to be someone that engages with the other Mm -hmm. side i think like oftentimes society and those type of things like you can kind of be grouped into like a oh we believe this you believe that so Mm -hmm. therefore we're against you you're against us and to not let that be the way you operate, mm-hmm. I think like a leader is going to be someone that builds relationships. Mm-hmm. And so be someone that engages with other people that maybe have different beliefs, understand where they're coming mm-hmm. from. Um, you know, don't just don't, don't just know your side of the story, right. like read about theirs, be mm-hmm. educated on what other people believe, but then build relationships if mm-hmm. possible with people that do believe that. Exactly. I think a lot of leadership is gained or lost by just like the simple idea of respect. Mm-hmm. And like you see that when it comes to the president of the United States and you see that like I see that amongst friends or just people where it's like if someone just does something that that hurts someone like you lose a lot of respect yeah and like all of a sudden like their credibility has been lost Mm -hmm. and so I think it comes down to respect um kindness just how you treat people in general and like this is this is as far as like we're talking political or we're talking religion or we're just talking friendship like it boils down to that and like how you treat other people too um and so, I don't know, just to end it by saying that, like, yeah, it doesn't matter, like, I don't know, there's those quotes of, like, you never, people don't win arguments by, by shouting or something like that. And, like, I think that's true of, like, you can't, you can't make ground with people, you can't build a relationship with people if you're not, like, willing to just meet them. Yeah, 100%. So, okay, that was a lot of content, you guys. And I think <laughs> if we could sum it all up, I the statement I would say is all of us are called to lead in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. And there's so many different opportunities to lead in each and every sphere of life, in each and every circle that you're a part of, in, um, yeah, every relationship. And so we would encourage you to do that. Like, take time to mm-hmm. identify what the needs are and ways you can lead. And be someone that does that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really simple, honestly. Like, it's it's not something that you have to have a title for or have mm-hmm. recognition to, to do. You yep. could just be the person that leads. Exactly. All right. Lots of stuff there. We are going to sign off for now, but thank you guys so much for joining us and we'll chat next week.